Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of I Want to Talk Movies. My name is Andy. I'm Andrew. How's it going, Andy? It's it's going. It's going. Um, we ha- I always I don't know if it's this. I always say we always have an exciting episode, but I don't know how exciting it is. Right? Like in my perception, like it's just I'll be excited for the most part. Um, you know, hoping that you're also excited, but we'll see. You know, just kind of. I was excited. With... I was excited about these these Marvel announcements. Maybe Very... some people didn't think it was enough, but like, I think it was. I think it was a lot. I, I, I okay, yeah, well, and we'll get to that. Cause I, 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 I got enough, but I did want a little more. But you know what? I know that all that's you know yet to come. Um, but yeah, no, today we kind of have like um, we don't have like a movie per se. Because we wanted to mainly emphasize the the Marvel announcements, so it's going to talk about like the Marvel announcements. And before then, we're going to you know check in what we've been anything that we've been watching, recommending, and then we're going to uh, finish off Miss Marvel, and then we'll go to the MCU announcements because we did have Comic Con, which is as we're recording is still going. This is the last day of Comic Con today, um, but yeah, yesterday or the Saturday, the twenty third was the. Uh, the Marvel big Marvel panel where Kevin Feige just comes down and hammers us with all this MCU information and excitement. Um, but yeah, dude, I was trying to watch the stream of it, but then like I, you know, read a different articles saying that the MCU panel was not going to be streamed, and then I got really sad. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just woke up and 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 checked the internet at like 7 a.m. Well, I just I happened to wake up at 7 a.m. and I. Just was curious. Makes sense, makes sense. But yeah, besides that, what's been going on with you? How have you been? Doing pretty well. It's getting it's getting real warm. Luckily in in Barcelona it's not insanely warm. I don't know if you've seen the news. It seems like it's made it over to America how fucking hot it is in Europe. Yeah, I, like what was like last week, like the uh like I think it started in like I think London or like you know the the UK where like they were reporting the yeah, highest the UK, temperatures. The UK recorded the highest temperatures ever, which is insane. For reference, like the UK has the longest lasting I think record of temperatures for its country out of any country on the planet. So, you know, it's not like they've only been recording the temperature of their area for like a hundred years. Like it's it's very long. And I think I don't know what this is in, in in Fahrenheit, but they recorded over 40 degrees for the first time, which is like not uncommon in other areas of, of Europe. But like it's very uncommon for uh, the UK to get that hot. And then other areas of like Germany and, and areas of Spain have, have hit over 40. Like France will regularly, I think, in the last couple of years, like Paris will go over 40 degrees, which is like probably close to 100, maybe more. Yeah. 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 So how, how about you? Have you guys been? You guys haven't been burning up, have you? It's just been a little bit on the water Barcelona side. Barcelona is lucky in the sense that I think because of its because of its coastal nature, like we don't really get much over thirty, which sounds much cooler than forty. But it's also very humid here, so it like your sure. your your um, sweat doesn't evaporate. So nice. You know, there's no cooling effect, right? Like, so you feel much hotter and you're constantly sweaty. Actually, I was working out yesterday and my fucking. Oh, gosh, my partner in my CrossFit gym almost killed me. These guys were going so fast. My body was so hot. And actually, this weird thing has happened. I've looked it up. I, I still haven't researched it enough. But apparently, there's this thing you can do where, like, if your body gets so hot, 
like the capillary blood vessels. I think this is like potentially a sign of heat stroke. The, the, the blood vessels and, and the capillaries in your in your face move to the surface and some of them can explode or something what and create this type of like burning sensation. Because some people told me that it's like, dude, you look like you're sunburned. And I was like, hey, like this weekend, all I did really was ride my bike to and from the gym. And that's really I'm, all, I'm only outside for like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes. But I look like I'm sunburned and it feels like I'm sunburned, too. So I think Damn. like my body gets that hot in the gym. <laughs> yeah. That like it like literally burns my skin. Well, that's what you get for for like, you know, fucking doing CrossFit. Jesus Christ. It's it's pretty intense. I think we pride ourselves on this for whatever reason. Because then <laughs> I, I this happened yesterday and I was like almost gonna die. I was like, fuck, this is so much. I can't believe my partners went so fast. And I went to the gym this morning, so I couldn't have been that bad, I guess. I, yeah, I, I just, you know, I, I love that that's what, you know, that that was a good session when you go to the gym and then you almost die. You're like, all right, cool, good workout. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah, so how are you doing? Uh, doing decent, you know. You know, I was in a little bit of, like, physical discomfort, like, all the prior week, um, but doing a lot better now um you know i got to to like catch up on some stuff i started reading some some material some stuff that i've been really interested in because i don't know how often i've brought up elden ring on this podcast right but that consumed my life for like two months and after two months of playing a game you kind of get sick of it and so i actually no i think i played it for even longer yeah no i played it for way longer than that and I decided to pick up um, Berserk, which is I forgot who the writer is. I feel bad, um, but Miyazaki, the guy who created like the Soulborn games and Elden Ring, he um, he decided he took a lot of inspiration from the Berserk manga. And so I'm like, well, since I like it, I want to read from the source material or like inspiration from it. So yeah, I've been reading that, and then like a comic uh, that you got me into, which is uh, called Saga. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I've been catching up on that. Nice, uh, nice. But, yeah, but let's go. Um, besides that, but as for television stuff, I have watched a couple things. Um, so I don't know if you want to kind of get into that like little section of a uh, of our episode. Um, you want me to start off, or do you want to go first? No, you go first. Okay. What I have a feeling you didn't watch anything. <laughs> no, I actually got a couple. I have three. Okay, cool. I got like. I think I also got three, or maybe four. Depends. Well, as kind of like, kind of bouncing on Berserk to like anime-ish, I've been watching a little bit of Hunter Hunter, or Hunter x Hunter, which is a really fun anime. I like, um, my coworkers were really excited, were like watching it uh, for the first time, and then that kind of inspired me to jump back on it, because Netflix didn't have all the episodes, and now they put the rest of it on. So I've been catching up on that. Uh, what I'm most excited to, to announce here that I watched that you'll be excited is that I, I watched the first season of Ted Lasso. Nice. Isn't and it just like so wholesome? I, dude, I adored that first season. I, it's yeah. Great season of television. I just, like, I just, yeah, through like the first, like, I think I just kept wanting to watch one after another. Uh, I did break it up into parts because I just didn't want to like consume it all in one sitting, one sitting because I would have been sad after it ended. But, um, no, I enjoyed the crap out of it. I love the characters. 
uh, it's just kind of, it's always cool to have like a show where there's not necessarily like villains, right? It's just like misunderstanding that's not like forced. But yeah, it's just it's just like yeah, it's just kind of a slice of life kind of TV show. Ted is so like wholesome and nice. You're like, oh man, I wish I had a friend like Ted. I, right, and I wish I like had his like resilience of like trying to always stay so optimistic, you know, and just like taking taking every single jab that you get thrown at you and be like, well, you know, all right, uh, well, I'm still here, so let's keep going, you know. So I just I love the premise. I love the I just all the characters. Um, and now I get why you mentioned. Well, we have one of the actors there who's going to be in a... Oh, yeah, Roy. Yeah, Roy, who is my, one of my favorite yeah, characters in the he's show. Great. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see him in the MCU. So, and if you have not seen Thor, Love, and Thunder, uh, well, spoilers, he is announced as... Um, he showed up as Hercules. So, there you go. Um, and then the last two things I'll mention is that I did watch uh, Jordan Peele's Nope!, so hopefully you and I can yeah, cover I that. Watch that. But for some reason, it's not it's not here yet. Is it gotcha. good? I loved it. I, 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 is it bet, uh, rated on the? I still I still missed us too. Unfortunately, I saw Get Out, but like out of the three, do you have a favorite? Uh, I like them all for like different reasons. I still think Get Out is a masterpiece out of all three, but I think I might like this one over us um i don't know like they're all good like if i were to give them like a rotten tomatoes percentage they'd all be like in the 90s you know mm-hmm. so i this one was really fun more imaginative or whatever it had like a and again i'll get more into it once it once it's plays in your area because i feel like we'll have a cool conversation about it um, but yeah, no. Jordan Peele did his thing, Daniel Kaluuya did his thing, and so I just I love the cast and the premise was really cool. So not to give out any spoilers, but I already, you know I liked it. So yeah. And then the last thing I'll mention is I watched uh, the Gray Man, which is the latest Russo brothers directed movie with Ryan Gosling uh, and Chris Evans and Almada Ray. Um, is it Almada? Yeah, something like that. Um, so. That one, I think. Do you have Netflix? I forgot what you have. I at the moment I do have it. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that can be like while we're waiting on Get Out, that can maybe be something like a quick conversation we have. Um, and you'll know why I say quick, but yeah, it was <laughs> a just a good straight action movie. So if you have time, then we can cover that at some point. But yeah, besides that, that's all that I've been like watching um, recently. What about you? Okay, I got a couple. So the first is I caught up on the third, second season of Superman and Lois on the CW, which was good. I think the guy the guy who does Superman, is he plays a really, really good Superman. This one had this weird interpretation of Bizarro. I like Bizarro. They're in, the way they used Bizarro was confusing, but also I think at the end kind of paid off, I suppose. I think the best part of it was that they actually showed like a bizarro or that was a square, <laughs> which I thought was cool. Um, and then they had this weird interpretation of parasite that was a little strange. But I mean, ultimately, what the show is is just it's like a, you know, it's a family drama, um, with the with the you know the Kent household kind of in the middle. 
I still really enjoy the show. I think they kind of like defined it, I guess, as separate from the Arrowverse too, supposedly. There's like a comment they make about how like Superman is the only superhero on this planet. So I guess technically it takes place in a different universe. I don't know what the CW is doing. It seems like the, the Arrowverse kind of just like, it never even officially ended. It just like slowly stopped because they've canceled a handful of the shows. They only have The Flash left. I guess The Flash is in technically a different universe now than Superman. And then all the other ones are gone. So, but I still like this one, and they got another season going. So I'll continue watching it, even though the Arrowverse is kind of dying and probably far past its peak as a larger landscape of like crossover, uh, like multi-universal shows. Um, so that was good. And then the other thing I've watched—I don't know if you've watched this. <clears throat> have you watched Upload on Amazon before? I watched. The- the first season and i heard mixed reviews of the second season did you did you catch up on it i didn't finish the first season because i i didn't have enough time to finish it while i had that subscription to amazon from watching the boys but i did really like it i thought it was i don't know i'm personally really interested in these strange questions people ask us about how like social media and like technology kind of interface with human society and how it changes us changes our behaviors um so i really like the show it's also not like super super serious but there's also like you know there are serious themes in it so i do really like the show though a lot i mean like it reminds me of like a less intense version of severance kind of i think thematically i I would agree like i so the cool thing is like that same creator, uh, Greg Daniels. I love he loves these kind of concepts of like asking the big questions and like making. He's just been. I feel like he's been like hit for hit though. You know, at least for the first season of Upload, I I enjoyed that first season, uh, and then for the second season, uh, it was kind of. I haven't seen the second season, so I can't even say. But I heard mixed reviews again. But what I wanted to mention is that. Uh, Greg Daniel did, you know, he's known for The Office, Parks and Rec, and I think yeah. a couple other ones. So he has a probably good... Brooklyn Nine Nine. I'm sure he was associated with. Oh, it. oh yeah, it, it seems like it, right? So he's yeah. been producing a lot of good stuff. Um, so I have a very, very like, uh, I, I like I'll always whatever he puts down, I'll always give a chance. What I have not given a chance is Space Force. Um, yeah, so... that one's. I tried that one too, and was, I don't know, it didn't sit super super strong, so I never went back to it. But I like Upload. I think whenever I get um, an Amazon account again, I'll probably finish watching it. And then the other thing, so I watched this other thing on Apple TV because I still have like a six, I don't know, like a three month free trial for Apple TV. I started watching The Morning Show. It's like one of the oh, shows yeah. that's better reviewed. So it, it stars Jennifer Aniston, Reese Witherspoon. And Steve Carell. Steve Carell is like co-starring, I guess. And it's pretty much like it's this like weird TV show about like a morning news show and like the fucked up shit that happens in the morning news show, like the power kind of struggles that like different people are going after. Steve Carell's character was like disgraced and fired at the beginning of the series because, you know, there was a number of sexual misconduct things that they were interviewing or they're, they're investigating that all kind of like got leaked to, you know, effectively like a, a large press or a large media that got wrote about. 
and then he was fired. Very similar to um, uh, what's his face, the K- Katie Keurig's co-anchor. Do you remember his name? I I don't I don't. It's like the same thing. Like he was sexually harassing people. He was you know inappropriate use of power, um, probably even potential assault, whatever kind of stuff like this, right? So they get fired. And the show is the fallout of that. And then as you continue watching the show, you realize there's like a lot more fucked up shit that was happening between all the workers of this TV show. Um, so I like it. I really like Reese Witherspoon a lot. Um, I could take or leave Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I think it's really? interesting. I think the one thing I, is, I is like, like and I hate, I like Jennifer. I like friends. I get it. I, I, I do like friends. But the thing is, is like, it it sounds very superficial, but like she's clearly had like a fair amount of like plastic surgery done or like bad plastic surgery, and it's just like very obvious. Ah, okay. So okay. it's always it's it's a little jarring to look at her sometimes because she can't like it seems like her face is kind of stiff, and I think sometimes she can't emote the right way that she, she would want to emote. I don't know. It's just like it, you always notice it is a thing, right? It's kind of like Courtney Cox too. When you look at Courtney Cox, you're like, wow. You look wildly different than you did 30 years ago. Yeah, agreed. Like, I mean, she looks very, ages. like they both look. Well, I'm not talking about okay. aging. I'm, I'm talking I know. about. I'm just. <laughs> I'm talking about preventative measures to make you not look like you've aged, but it ends up making you look like you've aged, kind of thing, you know? Like Reese Witherspoon looks like a normal human who's like her age. Fair enough. You know, fun fact that people, and this is something I, I learned in one of my psychology classes, uh, people who uh, get a lot of Botox and can't, like you say, like emote to certain expressions, they have a hard time like interpreting, you know, like um, emotions t- as well. Because, you know, like when someone smiles, you smile back and we have these mirror neurons. And so like you don't get those fired back um, because those mirror neurons are like very, very essential when you're, when a baby when you know you're raising an infant because that's how they learn facial expressions you know when smiling when there's someone sad all of those things so it's funny that like was botox it, like that kind of uh that's interesting yeah yeah so i mean i like jennifer aniston it's, it's it's just like it's noticeable i imagine most people who watch this show notice it um so we haven't finished watching the first season i think the season i think the season two takes a pretty big turn potentially because i think the thing the fallout from the Today Show, uh, Matt Lauer, that was his name. I think that happened like in between seasons. And I think because it mirrored the TV show or something, like it caused the writers to really change what was going on because like a real world event, like very, very closely mirrored what they were already writing about. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just kind of watch it whenever we remember to, to, to fire it up. So hopefully we finish at least the first season before the, the trial's up. But I like sure. it. It's good. I was one of the big, like one of the big hitters when uh, Apple Apple T, Apple Plus TV came became a thing. Yeah. Uh, so that was yeah, one of the ones got, that they were like announcing. It's got big names attached yeah. to it. So I was who was I? I was talking to a friend the other night about like the marketing uh, and whatnot for like each program or like the release of like content, and I feel like at least for like, and I'm not trying to like this Netflix right, but it's like I think. Other other like you know streaming platforms have been marketing their their things a little yeah. bit better. I That's don't know. Interesting because in Spain it's the total opposite. Well, in Spain, 
Disney has a lot of marketing because they'll have a lot of posters and billboards up around. Like Disney's really on top of it. Netflix kind of is. Like I saw stuff for Stranger Things, but Stranger Things is maybe more unique. I don't know if anyone in Spain is really that aware of Apple TV, to be perfectly honest. I guess that's fair. I just feel like here it has been... um... And I don't know. And again, like why? Like I'm not, you know, I'm just trying to pay to see what like I've been more of like, I guess like what I've seen more advertised and whatnot. Um, but yeah, so. Because yeah, I, I, I mean, like, do do you see Apple TV stuff advertised? Do they actually have campaigns? Do you see it like commercials on YouTube or, or other things? Yeah, or YouTube. They've done morning shows. They'll do, uh, like things on like on the side of like imdb and all that kind of deal so like i've seen like the morning show i've seen all these things um obviously with amazon it's really easy for them to like you know for them to advertise their thing because like you know like upload i've seen advertised the new lord of the rings show coming up i've seen that advertised oh that's interesting i've been away so long that i don't even realize it so the only ones i think the only two ones actually that do it well here are probably hbo and and Disney make a pretty good effort, but I think the other ones are just like you know if you know, but right if no one's told you, it's really easy to have no idea there's other streaming services that exist, let alone one owned by Apple that has like actually pretty good TV shows. Here's okay, so here's what I will say, right? That I will say that um, HBO, Amazon, and Apple do is that. Even though they don't do any ads, they will do an ad, but they only do an ad for their own stuff. Like, they promote only their own shows that are coming up. Netflix does not do that because they do, like, the opening screen of playing a trailer in the background. And and I think the better thing about Netflix is that they have, like, what the top hits are and what's coming up and, like, or recently added and everything, too. So I feel like Netflix, I still think, has the best, has the best, like, um, interface. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I still think that they have the best interface compared to, like, everyone else um, Yeah. and whatnot. So, I don't know, it's, in- it's interesting. I always, like, I don't know, I'm just fascinated by it. But anyways, yeah. What else have you been checking out? That's it. Those are the three big ones that I've really been watching, so. Cool, cool, cool. I will definitely, I don't know if I, like, see, I, like, I don't know if I'm interested in the morning show, but I might check it out. I, I mean, I'm definitely not going to finish Ted Lasso because I adored the first season, so, uh, and, yeah, we'll go from there, um, and, and whatnot, but for now, let's get into our, let's get to the next thing, which is our uh, the finale of Miss Marvel. Cause we yeah we decided to hold off and just finish the season, and kind of just kind of overview it. So yeah, what are your? Let's just get into it. I know spoiling. We're gonna probably spoil everything and just kind of get into it. Um, so Andrew, well, like, what were your thoughts on this? Like, at least you know, actually, we saw. I, I I think the finale itself was a little disappointing. I think I'm actually in the minority because I loved. Well, in comparison to people who love this show the whole way through. Yeah. Um, I feel like that penultimate episode was a really good kind of wrap up or at least really close to a wrap up. And then to come back and they're like, oh, we have to fix this thing with Kamran. It felt slightly disjointed to me because it seemed like they had told a pretty cohesive story, but like they had this one loose end. And given that, like, they took one of six episodes to tie the loose end, felt like 
a bit much for me because I liked everything up till then. Yeah. Um, but having said that, I mean, like, I really liked, you know, I did like the episode. I liked everything else. The one thing I'll say, and I think you would agree with me on this, this is a this is a wildly inaccurate depiction of how the police would respond as a whole. Not to say an individual cop would not try to stand up for someone. Like, an individual is totally different. But if you're yeah. trying to convince me that the entire police force is going to stand up and try to protect them, I just don't believe it. Also... To be perfectly honest, I, I, I'm almost inclined to say, like, I don't know what Kamala was trying to really protect. Kamran was a fugitive. Um, it kind of makes sense that, the you know, the police needed to, to get him anyway. I just thought that was very weird. It was very jarring. I was like, I don't understand who's fighting for what anymore. Like, it seems very strange to me. It seems like it's all unnecessary destruction. Yeah. Yeah, I would have... So, like, my whole thing is that, like, I, episode four and five, when they were, episode, episode four was fine, going to Pakistan and everything, um, I just, I mean, they lost me when she got into, like, the memory of all that and the whole train situation, right? So, this is kind of, like, where, where I'm at with my, like, thought process when it comes to, like, storytelling, right? But I just, like... I think it was a scene because maybe I was just checked out by it by that time. But the scene where like, you know, uh, the husband and the daughter, like, you know, her great grandma, um, Uh you know, she gets lost in the train, like with all the people walking. Right. But I'm like, as a, as an adult, how do you lose, you know, your kid that easily uh, and and all that. Um, So it's just kind of like the way I was trying to be dramatized, like it it did not feel like that dramatic. Um, Obviously, like Kamala could have picked up the kid and like try to find him. You know, this could have been other ways of like resolving that issue. Yeah, I agree. It was a little weird because then they just showed the stars and he's like only 10 feet away. (laughs) Yep. So they had the story like, oh, she was saved by stars. And it's like, well, like. It seems like she would have been saved anyway, hopefully, because he was really close physically. Yeah. So I don't yeah, think I just that. like. I know. still like that episode though, but I, I understand like the depiction of it's a little strange. Yeah. And at least we're like so the fifth like so this last episode like the finale like I, I like I get why it was like kind of like you know upsetting you know because like I agree with what you said. But I mean, it was it was more that was more of a fun episode to me compared to like episode four, you know, or episode five. I mean, uh, so like I just, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, no, I there were funny was, parts in it. There was, yeah, there were definitely funny parts in it. Like Kamala with her family is very funny. Although I think the mom is being insanely lenient at this point. <laughs> I, for, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I did appreciate her give. You know, she was the one that made her her suit. So I thought that was kind of like you know cute and all that uh so i mean again i was kind of rolling with it it was more like if you're gonna give me high stakes give me high stakes and if you feel the danger you know because i'm pretty forgiving when it comes to a lot of like you know stuff or whatever uh but like like you said it did feel unrealistic but this is like you know this is a it's a fictional world you know so i don't know like again it could have been it could have been done a different way but for for what it is, like I still think the strengths in this particular like show is are the characters. You know, I think yeah. they did a really good job with Kamala. I I liked 
you know, I think Primo. all the characters are interesting. Yeah. I mean, Kamran, like, you know, he's a little yeah. iffy, maybe. But sure. I mean, Kamala and her and Bruno and I, I can't. Who, who was her her girlfriend's I name? The, I forgot her name. But yeah, but the parents are fun. The brother's great. The parents like, are fun. Yeah, the brother's funny. The wife of the brother's funny. Yeah, the, 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 they're all great. They all interact with each other well. So like, I mean, it's kind of classic Marvel. Like, yeah, e- even like, typically the worst case some Marvel, I think, is like suboptimal plot or story but still like really stellar like not necessarily like i don't want to say just character work but like you enjoy watching the character kind of thing so maybe that is character work like it's like thor like i was thinking about thor actually retroactively and i think i've probably gone back i think ragnarok is probably actually a better story um, but I think it's really easy for that one to come off as like, well, I just love Chris Hemsworth, so like I'm really forgiving with maybe some of the other decisions they make, just because you know they've made this really fun and inviting character that is really entertaining to watch for two hours, and I think they nailed it with Kamala and her extended uh, character base. So I think it's gonna be. I think they're gonna maybe do a season two. We will see her back in the miss, uh, the mar in the Marvels, uh, movie. That was that hope. I think there's an announcement for that, but we'll get to that. Well, I have some theories bit. too. Um, we'll, oh, but first we should probably talk about that the M word. Yep. Yep. Go for it. Give so it this up. is funny. I thought it was interesting. So they called her a mutant, which is cool. That's the first time they've used that word. But I, I didn't realize this until it was pointed out online. So originally Kamala was made an Inhuman yep. by Marvel Comics, supposedly, and actually this time is right. So I, I never went back and verified it, but it makes sense because I was reading comics at this time. Um, Marvel Comics apparently didn't want to make new X-Men characters and new mutant characters because they were effectively just giving character licenses to another studio because Fox owned all of it. Yep. So they did this big push to the Inhumans instead. And I guess because the Inhumans were close enough, they're just like, okay, whatever you'd make as X-Men, we're just going to make them as Inhumans. So there's this big push for the Inhumans. And it was a big push in the comics. There were so many, to be perfectly honest, sub-op, like, just not good. They, they were just not great Inhuman comic books that, like, felt like they were, like, editorially required, to be perfectly honest. I didn't read very many of them. I maybe, I read very few. I read... Um, I read Kamala's comics, but like she was so loosely associated with the Inhumans in comparison that it didn't really matter. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it kind of makes sense. And then also they were really pushing it at Marvel TV. They announced the Inhumans movie that turned into a TV show. Agents of that Shield was took a on disaster. That, it was a dad's <laughs> disaster. Agents of Shield took on a very large focus of Inhumans, and they kind of just siphoned all the Inhuman stuff there. Yeah. Um, because they they couldn't use mutants, I guess. So actually, it's kind of funny because it kind of makes sense that they would be like, well, she, originally she probably would have been a mutant the whole time anyway, but we made her an inhuman for this reason. So it's kind of interesting. I wonder, like, they're kind of course correcting to some extent, even though from a visual perspective, it seems like they're only doing it because they just bought the mutant rights. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it seems it seems like, oh, they're only doing it because now they have the rights, but they maybe only did it because they didn't have the rights. I mean, it definitely seems like that, and which makes sense, right? But now that, like, like you said, now that Disney, you know, owns Fox, they're like, well, hey, now we can bring back the N word, you know, and we can and we can start off with like what originally 
was going to be one was going to be a mutant, which was you know Kamala, uh, Miss Marvel. So we'll see where they go. I, mean, I definitely feel like we're going to have a season two, uh, or see some interesting like uh, an interesting take with her. Like even hopefully, and I honestly hope that like the Marvels are. I, I'm hoping that it's not just a Brie Larson movie, and I think I hopefully centered over Kamalika. I do find her character a little more interesting um, than, than Captain, than yeah, Captain Marvel. So I said what I said. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's uh, pretty much all I have for the for the you know like the oh we do have the the uh, cross pet the the post credit uh, for the show. Yeah. What, is, is Brie Larson filming something right now, too? Because she looked so skinny in comparison to what she normally looks like when she's Captain Marvel. I don't know. I, I just know that she's been, like, working out a shit ton. Like, I, really? I do follow her on social they, media. I wonder if they I wonder if they filmed this a while ago then. Because, like, the first thing I noticed, I was like, oh, wow, she looks way smaller than when she plays Captain Marvel. Yeah. I, I would agree, and I think it was like a quick like, even the hair like her hair grew back, and it was like you know, back or whatever. Um, yeah, but so my guess is, I really think that that band is like the Nega Bands, or there's another one. I don't know. One of these, I think the Nega Bands are the ones that switched locations, and I think it switched locations with Rick, like Rick Jones and like Quasar. Or someone, or Marvel. Anyway, they switched back and forth with the Nega bands. Um, I'm guessing somehow Carol. This is a this is something that's floating around on the internet, and I actually hope it's not right because it's almost <laughs> too good of a spoiler. So okay. the theory is that after Shang Chi, Carol went to go investigate the energy source of those rings, which some people think is actually the other band the other the other bangle is actually the rings from shang chi because the 10 rings were in the area where they found the, the one yeah so carol goes to investigate the energy source and that leads her to the negative zone and then she potentially finds one of the bands in the negative zone and she puts it on and she switches places with kamala so, so like you could say like the first half of the movie is carol doing that investigation or some part of the first part and switching locations with Kamala. And then Kamala just finds herself in the negative zone. And then Carol's back on earth and is like, Oh fuck, I have to go back to the negative zone to save Kamala or whoever I switched with. And then she's going to bring the other, um, the other marbles, the Monica other Rambo. Yeah. Yeah. Monica Rambo. She'll find Monica Rambo cause she's now on earth. They'll have this whole, you know, coming back together thing she'll be mad angry whatever like they'll have their whole relationship building part of the movie yeah, and then yeah. they'll go and save kamala it almost sounds like it lines up too much i kind of hope it's wrong i mean that that sounds like a, that sounds like a good movie plot right there though like that sounds like a, like a pretty like good story to go based off of you know it does so yeah I'm, shit well, i mean like you said hopefully that's not what the spoiler but like i'd again i'd watch that so um yeah, we'll we'll see. I'm excited. Like again, I'm just excited for what's lining up and and whatnot. Um, yeah. That that being said, any final thoughts on the Miss Marvel finale? 
It's good. I still like it. I mean, like, again, like, you know, even with his faults, I still love these things. I can recognize yeah. some of the parts that are strange and I think a little weird. And I yep. think that final episode, I, I don't think it landed on it. I think that's the tough thing. I think all the Disney shows have a very, very difficult to actually stick the landing. And I think the ones that have done it the best is Loki. Loki has the best ending. It really stuck yeah. the landing. Uh, yeah, I 100%. Because even thinking about, like, even thinking back to, like, WandaVision and the Winter Sol- Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I think the, I think WandaVision ending is so yeah. good the whole way through. But, you're, yeah, the ending is just, it's it's not it amazing. It was rushed. Yeah, it, it was rushed. And same thing with, like, uh, with uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Kind of felt rushed, everything putting together. So, like, it's just, we- it's just weird. And that, and that maybe comes down to, like the you know the kind of writing or whatever or like you know honestly trying to fit endings things are always hard i mean like i've noticed this with comics like i'll read a comic and it'll be like a six issue story arc 12 issue story arc and it'll build and it'll be so exciting and cool and i've noticed it's very difficult to kind of tie everything up into like this nice ending because very even tv shows very few tv shows i think have very nice um season finales or series finales yeah i one of those things where like as someone who like again like likes to like observe and everything like that if i was ever a writer like i would want to try to my best intentions would try to be to have in uh you know an end game you know ending in mind when coming to like trying to you know write something or make something right and and like you said it could be hard oh sticking the landing is always hard and yeah like i don't, I don't know what to say like you know again like i have only like a couple few episodes where like a couple few shows that i can call out that like i loved the the ending like breaking bad being one of them uh even parks and rec had an amazing finale as well as like Brooklyn yeah. Nine-Nine, you know, so there are sometimes that can stick the landing, but sometimes, like, you don't know which direction you're going, or don't know how to end something, it could be either rushed or leave you confused, I don't know, or, just, or like, you know, left with feelings and that's missing, so to speak, but yeah, 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 um, but anyways, let's, uh, let's get into the Comic-Con stuff that I've been super excited to talk to you about. So before we get into the Marvel stuff, I do want to shout out some stuff that I was super excited, that, you know, that got that got shown. So they had like a Sandman uh, panel and had a trailer for it. They also finally had a longer actual, and they also announced um, the Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. show or the get probably put into the finally put into the trailer. So those are two of many things I'm looking forward to when it comes to that. Um, Did you watch the DC trailers? I watched, yes, I well, I watched part of the Shazam, and then I watched the, uh, I watched the the uh, Black Adam one. I'm curious about the Black Adam one. I'm very curious. I'm very hesitant here because I do like The Rock, but I worry that he's just going to be The Rock. It's going to be the one scenario where like that's not what you want, to be honest. I also I don't, don't like the costume. That, that's I think fair. It's I I don't like how it drapes over his shoulders. I think it looks very weird. I mean, you know what? That's fair. But look, he did come in to the panel in a very badass way. Like he put on a suit, and I think from like the stage, he got lifted up, and like in the background, the screen was just like all lightning. 
So he had the audience going, which so I'm like, you know what? That's good. There's there's I other love, cool characters him. in it. Like I'm really excited to see a live action version of uh, Hawkman. Um, Who's the professor? Uh, Doctor like the... Doctor Fate. Doctor Fate. Uh, yeah. Yep. Played by Pierce Brosnan. Uh, yeah. That's cool. There's some other ones from the Justice Society that'll be cool. So I'm excited to see it. I think it'll be. I suspect it will be quite good, but I also really think it's going to be like. <laughs> It's just gonna be The Rock as Black Adam. I wouldn't be surprised, but like, again, I just I kind of like one of those things where like, all right, I you know I'm gonna see it. Just I don't need the trailer. Just just let me see it. You know, same thing with the Shazam. I loved the first Shazam movie, so I just and it, the second one looks like a lot of fun. So yeah, I loved them. Zachary Levi, I think his name. Uh, yeah. So I just want to just again just. I want to continue it, and I want to see. I definitely want to see if they're going to tie in uh, Shazam with like Black Adam because I, I don't know what the release date for that is. I, so. I I presume they will. And then I also can't wait to see the mess that uh, the Flash turns into, and oh. what's the the other one's going to be a total mess too. Uh, Aquaman. That one's going to be a mess if they're trying to edit all this stuff out with Amber Heard. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So we'll see. Uh, I know that they cut off a lot of the Amber Heard stuff in the new Aquaman movie, but it's just, it's gonna, man. Well, it seems like Ezra, what? Ezra Miller? Uh, what's, yeah, it seems like they're, they're not gonna go along with Ezra Miller anymore, right? Like, this has oh, gotta no. be the last Ezra Miller led Flash movie. Yeah, you know, he, um, he, he fucked himself over hard. Like, you don't, you don't do the shit that he did. You know, I wouldn't be surprised then, if they just canceled this movie. Like, it's been in development for so long, but at the same time, they spent money on it. So I'm just like, what do you? I mean, I don't know. What do you? What do they do with it? Just put it directly on HBO Max instead? Try to cut their losses? Like, not do a theatrical version of it? It seems like you can't use this as the basis of a relaunch anymore because presumably there's no way they're going to continue on with Ezra Miller as the Flash. So. <sighs> Yeah, I honestly, I, I still think they're going to release this thing because, it, again, like you said, they, wait, they spent so much money. So I'm very, very curious to see what they're going to do. What they could do is like, I, I think mean, it goes to HBO Max. You think so? I, I think they're going to do a theater release. I, I want I, I could see it going either way, but I think there's a high chance I'm, that it goes to HBO Max. We'll see. The one thing I did hear, the one rumor um, that I think one of my like my boss told me because he's into this, he's into the comic book stuff too. Um, he said like Elliot Page might be uh, replacing Isaac Miller as a Flash, which I think I don't think I I actually interesting think choice. Be cool. Well, they have like the same kind of you know like bone structure, you know, so like. I could see it, you know, working out. So, but yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just all a mess. They have no plan. And then on top of that, like they're working with people that they don't want to be working with anymore long term. So it's like all the worst. It's like if these were individual movies, it would be fine. But like if you're trying to, I don't know, if they're trying to reboot the DC Extended Universe, like you, you have to have a plan and you have to have people that you can that the studio wants to work with for for years yeah 
the one announcement that I wish I would have seen for um, DC was Henry Cavill coming back as Superman. Yeah, I think that one's. I would love that too, but I think that's gone. I'm, you know, we'll see. We'll see what the DC universe does. I think I don't know. I've, I I truly have no idea anymore. I thought that I thought I had some kind of hope that the Flash could could reboot some things, but I I get a sense that they're just gonna have to change everything again and maybe they'll just go off like hey just you know make solo movies there's a loose connection loose quote-unquote loose and uh just make the best movies you can they don't have to be connected just do it yeah it would be up um but man so jumping back onto like the marble thing they just hit us super hard with a shit ton of release dates and everything. Yeah, I massively, I massively updated my my list of of Marvel release dates in my phone. Nice, 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 nice. Um, what do I want to say? Okay, so I, I, I'm I'm gonna do this really quick. I I sent you a text. We did this like bullshit thing last week where like I said I was gonna make predictions and then I made like a bunch of crazy predictions. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, even, yeah. Like stick okay. to my thing. But yeah. then I texted you and I said, here are my predictions. Yeah. So I'm just going to go through really quickly the ones I got right and the ones I got wrong. It's about 50-50, which I guess means I could have just guessed. I mean, you know what? It's not bad. You know, so. This is not bad. So, like, the new announcements, I said they would announce Shang-Chi Chu. They didn't. Scarlet Witch, mm-hmm. they didn't. Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. they did. Future Foundation, they didn't. Um, and then TV dates, I said we get ones for Echo and Loki. We effectively did. They gave a range. I'll count that. And then new TV, I put down Young Avengers and Daredevil, which they did. Daredevil, at least. Surprised by that Young Avengers one, but no Young Avengers there. And also, was Thunderbolts, was that was that formally announced before this? No. No, right? I don't I, think so. No, I don't think it was. That, no, I think it was. I mean, for me, no, that became... I think it was the first time. Uh, okay. I think we were, I think we theorized that they were leading the Thunderbolts because of the Falcon and Winter Soldier. So, yeah, I always yeah. figured it was going to be the Dark Avengers or the Thunderbolts. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I thought I had read that some had tried to claim that like it was already previously announced, but I didn't think it was. And then what we didn't get, notably, let's go like the things we didn't get was really no no real X Men news was the big things that we did not hear about. Yeah, sadly enough, is what I really really wanted to to see happen, but. Uh, then I also wrote for official movie dates. I had written Fantastic Four, Deadpool three, and one other one that I just deleted off my phone. But I thought we would get Deadpool three before an X Men one. But we did get Fantastic Four, so we did, we did, we did. Um, so okay, so did you write down this in order? Because I did yeah, not. Yeah, I, I got the, I got the, I got the list. Do you want the list? So I know, so let's go from what they, so, I mean, obviously we know that next month slash August we have, we have uh, She-Hulk coming out. I watched the trailer. will feature Daredevil. Oh yeah, did you see, did you see the trailer? I did not, I watched the first trailer, but I think I saw something about a tweet that said like Daredevil is going to be featured in in She-Hulk somewhere, which I, I presume he would be. It seemed like it made a lot of sense. So, I mean, do you want me to spoil the trailer a little bit? 
As long as it's not too bad. I mean, it's a TV show, so usually I'm a little more forgiving with the TV shows. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. I mean, obviously, like, I already fell in love with the kind of relationship that they're establishing was, um, you know, her and, and Hulk. Uh, it seems like it's going to be really fun. Uh, they may or may not have shown a little, you know, like a quick one second, like, clip of the back of a, you know, character that might be Daredevil. So who knows? Who knows? Um but the biggest surprise for me that I was super excited about is that we're going to get not just like a six episode or even eight or ten. We're going to get an 18 episode Daredevil born again. This uh, this OK, this one's really weird for me because they already kind of adapted born again in season three, I think uh-huh. it was very heavily based on born again. But who knows what's in or what's out? Uh, maybe they think they can do it better. Maybe it's a loose adaptation and they're adding other stuff. Because um, effectively, Born Again is when he gets super injured and he has to, like, rebuild himself. Like, Wilson Fist, like, almost kills him. And he has to build himself from nothing again. Like, train, everything. He has no suit, no nothing. And that was, like, much of season three. True. I, man, I still... But 18 episodes, I thought was crazy. That's so much for a Disney show. That's a fucking lot. I, Andor, they're, they're doing the same with Andor. I don't care. Give it to me. I don't care. It's Daredevil with my favorite Netflix original show uh, from the mar- from the, like, the four that they had. So I'm like, give me, you know, if the CW can do like fucking 24 episodes. Yeah, but the vast majority. Season, 40, no, 30, 25% is filler. Yeah. See, and if you give me like 18 like amazing episodes, I'll take that. That's fine. Um, and if you want to break it up, that's fine by me too. That's fine. Give me, you know, like like nine and then nine or something. Um, but I'm yeah, I'm just excited because I love Charlie Cox's as a Daredevil, so I'm just excited to see that they're not just gonna do like a small season. They're gonna like give us so much, and he's gonna be officially like our Daredevil. Um, yeah. And the other thing, you know, especially after you know it being announced was him and um. Kingpin being an Echo, so I'm I'm super super excited about that. Um, so after that yeah. is it what kind of forever? So I, so yeah, after that is is what kind of forever. There's a trailer. I did watch the trailer. It's not spoilery actually. I don't think it is. It's it's much more so like kind of just showing you what the movie visually will look like. I think there's very little plot points in it. Um, no, to be but- honest, like. I couldn't even, I'm not even, I mean, like, I assume I know who was Namor, but, like, it's not obvious either, yeah. to be honest. But, um, man, so I think, just watching that, yeah, I'll go for it. No, I just think the trailer was fine. I, I appreciated the fact that the trailer just showed you the theme of the movie, the, the visuals of the movie, without spoiling the plot. I, I think, to me... Wakanda Forever was like one of the most emotional trailers I've ever I've seen right now, um, especially because I think it was just powerful from like acknowledging, you know, that Chadwick, you know, slash Black Panther is not, you know, around anymore and going from there. So I just kind of really I really felt it. And like they and the way that they incorporated the the two songs and no woman no cry from Bob Marley to um to all right from 
Kendrick Lamar. I just thought it was an amazing, like, um, combination. And also, like, in the trailer, uh, if you didn't notice, we get a little glimpse of Ironheart. So I'm excited to... I did notice that. I kind of thought that. Yeah. I, I thought that. I was like, oh, that's... It. I, I was like, that looks like Ironheart. But I didn't know that was her. Yeah. Okay, so that's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My theory is that, like... Is Riri Williams? I've never read her comics. Is she from Wakanda? Not that I... I don't think she is. I don't know. Actually, I don't know. I was going to say, if she's not from Wakanda, I feel like she was part of, like, the program that they started, like, in Oakland or, you know, around the, the uh, U.S. Okay. or whatever. And the, or somewhere that else. That would make even. a lot of sense. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to to see her, uh, to see her, to have her be introduced in this. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I loved that, that trailer. So, I, like, okay. watched it, like, I think, like, twice. But, yeah. All right, what's next? Well, the next one is is now my most anticipated film, uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Did you see that Modoc is going to be in this? I heard, and I thought of you right when they said it. I'm like, all right, it's going to be excited. I saw the I saw the, <laughs> I saw the art, and they showed Kang, and he looks in, in all of his Kanginess. Yep. Um, that was great, and just the fact that like Modoc is somehow going to be in it, I can't wait to see his huge head and his tiny little arms floating around. Really hope uh, they really go all in with tiny little arms. They have to respect the source, right? Like they did. I feel like they, they did with the with the yeah. TV show, which I loved. And I, <laughs> how amazing would it be if they just go get Patton Oswalt too to do the voice anyway? I can. It's. I just. That's all I hope for. That's all I hope for. Is they're gonna do Modoc? I hope it's still his voice and like. I wouldn't even care if it's like his face structure or whatever. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm so down for that. So I'm excited for that. I mean, I think that's going to reveal a lot still. Like, this is going to be a lot about where it's going. because. So we'll get to it at the end. But this this whole thing is called now the, uh, the Multiverse Saga. Um, this will probably be the next uh, big kind of reveal about about the multiverse and what's coming with the, uh, with the end of, of, of this saga. And then so after that, there's there's some some stuff to limited information on secret invasion. We've seen some we've seen some teases for this along the way. We know Sam Jackson's out in space with the scrolls. Yep. Um, that'll be really cool just to get some resolution on that, because, you know, we saw that in Spider-Man. Um, yep, it'll, from... we, we've seen the scrolls in, in Captain Marvel. So to get some kind of scope on what's going on there, I think will be cool. Yep. Yep. So I'm excited for that as well. And then after that, we have Guardians 3. I think there was some, like maybe there was a trailer reveal, but they didn't publish it. No, they didn't publish it. Like, Call H, uh, they had a little, like, like James Gunn and the crew uh, went up, and they showed the they showed them the, the trailer, but it wasn't going to be public for a while. And I heard it was also very emotional, and I am going to, I swear, I'm going to, like, I don't think I'm emotionally ready for Guardians 3. I hope they fixed Peter Quill's facial hair, because I think it looked fucked up in Thor. Right. Priorities. Number yeah. one. Beard. Priority gotcha. number one. Yeah, yeah. Someone give him <laughs> uh, some hair clippers or something. Um, I feel like you should either go like full beard, like Peter Quill is so distraught, like he's just not shaving at all. So like give him a Thor, fat Thor beard. Yep. Um, but the goatee looked weird. 
but I'm excited to see it. Hopefully it's the version of the movie I wanted from Guardians 2. I, man, I'm... Because Guardians, I don't know if I told... I think I've mentioned a couple times, but Guardians of the Galaxy is one of the ones that's close to my heart, like, that I can, like, I can rewatch the first one over and over again. Um, so, like, that whole crew and team just has a special, like, place in my heart, so I'm just not ready to, like, say goodbye. And I just am so excited to, to at the same time, excited to, like, see this. Um, and hang out with his characters, because I love all the characters uh, yeah. in that movie. So, yep. yeah. Okay, moving along. So next two, two TV shows. So now we're at May 2023. So we're post, we're, like, somewhere in summer of 2023, uh, which will have Echo and Loki, season two. Sick. Both great. Both very different. I'm super excited for Loki season two because again, following up on on Quantum Mania, that'll probably be the next point, the next kind of major inflection point we get for the multiverse saga will be in Loki season two, um, and then Echo will probably be a lot more build up on the street level stuff. Probably some more Daredevil, Kingpin, just like cool shit like that. Yep. Okay, moving. We got what's so next moving, after that. Moving from there, so we, we already talked about this one, the Marvels. Uh, it's going to yeah. feature the entire Marvel family. That's July 2023. And then this gotcha. is a big one. We we got a release date for Blade, November 2023. November 8th, let's go. Starring Mahersha Ali. Yeah, I'm so excited. I am a little upset that I did not get the confirmation that I wanted to hear. Again, I think a lot of things that I was hoping to, to hear is like the casting of who's going to play who. Well, uh, well, something we didn't mention is D23 is apparently soon, which is like Disney's uh, conference or Disney's convention. So presumably they'll have more announcements there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. I think they did a plan to like her release dates and then they're going to announce, maybe hopefully announce castings. Who knows? But yeah, D23 is coming up also. Um, yeah. But yeah. Blade presumably will also hopefully co-star or have um, Jon Snow in it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's going to be the Black Knight. Um, I assume so. I mean, like, that, that, was, that was his voice at the end of Eternal. So I don't, I don't know why you'd put his voice there if, if there wasn't some intention to bring him into Blade. Because otherwise there's no other obvious point to bring him in until, like, 2026 or 2025. True. But, yeah. No, I like Kit Harrington, so... We'll keep him keep him going. Um, yeah. I mean, I really do hope that the rumor that I guess confirmed is um Anthony Starr or uh, Homelander gets casted as Dracula. So he he my... plays a really good white supremacist, and I feel like Dracula is a white supremacist. Is that inaccurate to say? Is that just fucked up to assume that? No, no. I would say he plays a, a vampire supremacist. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I I shouldn't assume Dracula's <laughs> racist. That's fucked up of me. That's yeah. racist. I think yeah. that's a racist Come comment. on, Andrew. You know better. He's a vampire yeah. supremacist. He does not like you until you have turned into a vampire. Yeah. No matter okay, no so, matter your, your gender, race, or whatever. So <laughs> So then after that, um, this is somewhere now in, you know, winter 2023. A couple TV show. oh, no, two TV shows. Um, Ironheart, and then second season of What If. I think Ironheart's very interesting, especially now that you pointed out that that was Ironheart. Yeah. So there's going to be a connection to Wakanda potentially. That's pretty cool. I'm excited. Again, I'm just excited for all of this, man. I just, uh, it's going to just be a great, like, e- like just the next two, three years is going to be amazing. So, 
Uh, I'm excited. Okay. Okay. What Moving else? down to the big ones, we're still we're still not quite there. Uh, beginning of 2024, we have two other TV shows: Agatha's TV show, and then the the one we mentioned, Daredevil, the 18 episode Daredevil. Agatha's super interesting. I wonder if Wanda pops back up. Is my main question. Um, if they'll if they'll put her in there, if they'll give her her own movie or or a second season of some kind of TV show or something, I think it would be great to see Wanda again in there. Maybe somehow redeem herself in some way. But yeah, uh, I, I I like that one because I, I just love that actress, mostly from Parks and Rec. She's a great actress. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, what, and then what else? So May twenty twenty four, Captain America four. Very interesting. I, the only thing, I mean, like, I, I, I love Cap, so we all know I love Cap. I really hope Bucky co-stars in it. Like, if I could, I just really hope he's in it. He has to. Like, they have, like, right? established they, that. Yeah. It, it's got to be, right? You can't just it's do it alone. Like, stand. I feel like they have the, the they have the fun. It's like a good cop, bad cop. Like, Bucky's unnecessarily serious, and then Anthony Mackie's charming and funny. Andrew, if, if Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier is not in it, then you and I will riot and we will not do this show anymore. We will quit. We will rage quit this show. Is that is that fair? Is that too much? That's fair. No, that's fair. Okay. All right. All right. Cool. So hopefully he's in it. And then after that, so we have Thunderbolts. This is an interesting one. So I presume Thunderbolts will probably be uh, Black Widow's sister, uh, the shitty Captain America. Uh, who else do we have? We uh well we have like uh what's his name the main guy um well Elaine Dan. from yeah yeah uh but like Zemo or Zemo I forgot ah Baron Zemo okay yeah hopefully Zemo, yeah you're like... right Baron Zemo will hopefully be leading the team and it'll be Yelena and then the shittier Captain America along yeah. with um. I feel bad because I only know people by their names of the TV show that I'm most associated with them. And I should know uh, Julia <laughs> Dreyfus. Julia Dreyfus. There you so go. So she yeah. will presumably yeah, be like the government figure leading the team. Gotcha. Very unfortunate that the actor playing Thunderbolt Ross is no longer with us, too, because it would have been great to have Red Hulk. And the mustache. Yeah. Yeah. But that's cool. I like Thunderbolts. I like the idea of that one. Um, and then, so here's the big three. The big final three. Let's go. Is, you want to go one by one? Let's go one by one. Okay, so we have Fantastic Four in November oh, yeah. 2024. Let's see. Let's watch it right now. It's not even filmed here, and I want to watch it right now. <laughs> so I, I'm not surprised they announced this. What yeah. really surprises me is the name of the following two films, given this one comes out first. And we we knew it. We kind of knew it was going in this one, and it's confirmed, which is what excited, which is what why I'm so excited. So just yeah. so lay it on me again. What are I also want to point out all the yep. stupid people who are writing articles about how like there's no direction. For the Marvel Cinematic Universe, are they're lying? They, there's been a clear direction since Loki. There has been a very obvious direction since Loki. And they think um, Kevin Feige doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, and it's been blatant. And to say that it's not obvious is is silly. So the final two are there's going to be Avengers: Kang Dynasty in May of 2025, and then followed by Avengers: Secret Wars 
in November of 2025. The most strange thing I find out about is they're called Avengers, like, which makes me think, is it possible they've already paid Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans a small fortune to convince them to play alternate versions of themselves from different realities? I'm calling this now, and I'm giving you my biggest theory or like the, my biggest like fan service thing that I want to see and like what would be in it like what would top off another great amazing cinematic moment right because like again like in in uh, Infinity War the shocker was everyone gets snapped right and in Endgame just when they all come back and like the big epic war right from like Cap captain you know see rogers holding the hammer like they've given us like the some of the best moments and you can't tell me that like they better keep it under wraps but like not they're not gonna have an alternate version of not only steve rogers rock Downey jr but also black widow and like have a moment with like black widow and like yelena like give me all of that and i'm gonna be so excited like they can it's, do just, it's very peculiar okay so let's say that's one possibility Sure. Let's say the other possibility is they don't come back. Who's leading the Avengers? You have Sam Wilson, technically. Sure. He's not a superhero, though. Like, I just, I feel like that's tough to have him leading the Avengers to fight Kang. So my guess is, like, this is Reed Richards. This is Reed Richards versus Kang. Oh, it but has they're to calling be, like, it, They're Richards. specifically calling it the Avengers. So I'm like, okay, who are the Avengers? You don't have a lot of people to work with besides who are super powerful. You have uh dr strange and shang chi those two are very powerful but again like they're not like the leaders of the avengers that you know dr strange yeah. is close you could pose him as it but even then he's not he's not iron man and he's not cap right but you do have i mean like you still have some of the essential team members right like you still have so spider-man is still around but i don't know if he's gonna still be with but us who's the right? leader who's the top who's the top i would say captain marvel is gonna lead Okay, that's if the best. Gonna lead, Captain Marvel is gonna lead, but the brains is gonna be Reed Richards. He has to be the brain, right? Like it's you know, who's gonna lead the war and lead the troops or whatever? Captain Marvel, who's gonna be the brains and how to strategize and help with you know all that, is gonna be Reed Richards because I guarantee you, like you said, we have we have um, Wakanda Forever coming out on this November. It would they they're gonna I guarantee you they're gonna establish a Doctor Doom. In that movie, and that's going to be You're our gonna other establish big him in Wakanda. And yeah, yeah. Did you see him in that trailer? I didn't see him in there. No, no. But I feel like so. My whole theory that I think like that I've read in the scene, like it's the destruction of Wakanda. I think you told me this that like Doctor Doom takes a lot of like the vibranium from Wakanda, right? So I don't remember that. I, I mean, there's been a lot of warfare. Maybe I did tell you, but I just forgot. There's been a lot of warfare between. Atlantis and Wakanda in the comics, but it, it would I, I could see it happening. I, I could see it. That's interesting. So my you know, whole thing God, is that like, I, no, so like to, to finish my thought is that like I feel like what's the, what's the villain's name? Namor or uh, Namor. Namor? Yeah, Namor. Yeah. Like I have a feeling that like again it's kind of like the sound thing where Doctor Doom is going to be pulling strings, and he's also going to be like you know to get materials and everything because again he's also one of the smartest men around so establish him now who who do we need to bring in later 
to like take Doctor Doom was going to be more emotional, you know, like more of an emotional thing to take down, right? It's going to be Reed Richards and Fantastic Four, along with the Avengers, you know. So, um, that is my theory, because uh, like who else can can figure out Doctor Doom and take him down? It'd be Reed Richards. Um, so, I would, yeah. So I mean, that's where I'm. What I'm leaning towards is that we get like a post credit scene with Doctor Doom. You know, possibly. So, that's all I'm saying. I could be wrong. I'm just saying, all I'm asking for is a post-credit scene of Doctor Doom making an appearance. That's interesting. I, I'm just so interested about the fact that they call it Avengers. I'm very, I, I'm very excited to see what that really means for them. Yeah. Um, I'm like I was gonna say, I'm I'm just glad it's not Avengers versus X Men. <laughs> no, for sure. That'll be that'll be later, Andrew. Just just wait. <laughs> No, and then Secret think, Wars yeah. is interesting because, like, you know, Kang Dynasty, I mean, like, who knows what that is going to be. The, the the war of the Kangs is going to play out again, and, and they'll probably take inspiration from the comics. But, I mean, Secret Wars, there was there were two Secret Wars comics written, um, the second one being the better story. Uh, but I'm sure you could really easily fold these into some kind of fallout from uh, the Battle of Kangs. Yeah. I need to read them. I'll probably read them at some point before. I mean, I, got I have the Kang it, Dynasty but... one. I just bought it because they they released a they re-released a trade of it like a like a year ago, and it's a Ooh, it's, it's thick. It's list. very thick. It's I think it's different than what the movie would be because the the movie or the TV the the, the comic is hopefully I got this one right because there's two really good Kang stories both written by Kurt Busiek. One's Kang Dynasty and one is a Avengers Forever. Yeah, I have Kang Dynasty. Um, it's a 12-issue series about Kang just coming to Earth and enslaving it, and he wins, effectively. So, like, the second half of it is, like, they got to figure out how to fix shit. Because he just he just wrecks shop really quick, you know? <laughs> but I really have a feeling, I would guess that's not the direction they're taking Kang with. Like, his, his intentions seem much larger than just taking over Earth. Like, it seems like he wants to take over the, the, the entire universe. Like he wants to be the right. ruler of everything. It seems like what they were doing with this king would be my guess. And like that was the whole point about the you know the end of the Loki show, right? He's like, yeah, if you kill me, like you're gonna get the bad king. You're gonna get the out. bad kings. Yeah. I really love that. I really love that premise, and like I really love going back back to that. The idea that he was only protecting the timeline just to protect himself. So there really was. There was no main timeline. He just allowed what like anything that doesn't threaten his existence was allowed mm-hmm. to happen. I just I don't know why. There was something that was so interesting and satisfying about that notion of the time stream existing just to serve the existence of a single version of Kang. Plus Jonathan Majors is awesome. Yeah, no, I I'm so excited for Jonathan Majors. Um and uh yeah no i'm I'm just excited for what this is gonna be um okay important question too yes. this schedule is pushing on 20 years of the mcu which is nuts to say that yep i mean what do they do they what they keep going what happens if the audience is like fuck this we don't care anymore like what happens if like blade tanks we will there's only one way to find out and that is when you and I get into our time traveling ships and go to the future and watch them. 
It's an interesting lineup because it's like it is diverse, but I, I I really hope that the audience is not uh, getting because, tired like, of this. I just want to see it go through Kang, everyone. Please just do me the favor. <laughs> if you want to cancel all this shit before X-Men, I'm fine with that. But I would appreciate seeing Kang. So let's keep it afloat until like the end of 2025, minimum. I Again, like I have no idea where they're gonna go with this right because like right now with the lineup that they have it sounds awesome like i'm excited i'm re it, it rekindles my excitement for like this comic book stuff and everything so i'm super excited uh to continue this um especially now with like the announcements and like the current actors who are gonna play like jonathan majors being king like fuck yeah i'm so down um and so after this whole, you know, Dynasty of King and then Secret Wars, we'll see where we'll we'll see where it goes. But like, I do believe that there is a superhero fatigue, right? Because instead of it just being like three movies or two movies in a year, it's like five things in one year, right? We have yeah. like four shows and three movies, all in one year. So like, there's just so much to like keep up with. And whatnot, you know, just with like the animated series, like we have the what if, right? We have the Marvel zombies, you know, like that's gonna be separated, but like with the what ifs, like, you know, my question is like, do you have to like watch that to like be aware of what's gonna happen? Or are they gonna, you know, leave that for like the hardcore Marvel fan watchers and that way? I think they're trying I think they're really trying to leave it for them, but I just you know, I wonder if someone watches Doctor Strange and they just, like, only saw Avengers Infinity War once, mm-hmm. like, they're going to be like, why is Wanda the villain now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I mean, like, so it really could be confusing for them. They're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, the, I, I don't even remember the last movie, but I'm pretty sure she wasn't bad in the last movie. No, right. And that's the thing, like, it doesn't, like, to have an, a more of an emotional impact, right? I when I recommended like you know to some of the, the Disney Plus shows I'm like or movies right I'm like because someone said hey should I watch the Multiverse of Madness and I'm like definitely yes but if you want the more emotional impact make sure that you have watched you know Infinity War and Endgame and you have watched WandaVision so at yeah, least you need to understand her story effect. arc yeah to at least I mean to have more of the emotional I do think, you know, that they, you know, as for a movie, they do a good job as explaining why Wanda wants what she wants, right? You might not fully understand it, you know, has that emotional, like, like, uh, investment as much as you would if you watched the other stuff. But they did a good job of explaining her backstory. Like, you know, just like even, even though it wasn't like as, as strong as like the, um, or it, it was stronger than like, I would say like even, this eleven, you know, like sword, love and thunder, right? Like you have the first thing is let's introduce the villain and his motives and why he becomes the the god killer. You know, he again, like you know, worship a god who like just doesn't think anything of him, and his daughter dies, and he's like, well, fuck this person, you know, for what they've done, and like you know, left me abandoned, you know. Um, so again, was like Wanda's story in Doctor Strange someone who wants their kids back who were taken away boom that's the right motive right there you know um but again it's more emotional more of an emotional investment if you have seen everything prior so yeah so yeah 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 like i think you and i have become that person 
we're like like wait what why is this person here or why you know like who's that or like why are they like this then we you know all right it's because of this this and this you know yeah i know it all so, yeah. Yeah, yeah but anyway i still like it so whatever I'll, yeah. I'll ride, like we said, we've always said, well, we're head the wave till it dies. Hopefully, I at least get to see Kang yeah. now because they told me that's that's the intention. Yeah, yeah. And I'm again, this train is still moving. Like again, I'm I'm still on it. I don't, you know, no stops for me planned. You know, at any time. Because um, I'm still just fascinated with how how creative, and I'm still just fascinated by like how far they're gonna take it. You know, um, but I mean. Again, we don't know what the trend is going to be two to three years from now, even five years from now, you know, because uh, I think who called it like I forgot some of the old school directors were like saying like, oh, this Marvel superhero stuff won't last that long, you know, especially because it's not just Marvel. Right. We have freaking DC also giving, you know, their superhero stuff. And like now it's like, OK, well, who's associated with who? Oh, this is the difference between DC and Marvel. Well, it's just superhero stuff all in one. Right. Like, no, there's a difference. But still um and we'll see because again like what the next trend will be whether you know whether it might be like anime becoming into live action you know um yeah or whatever the next franchise idea is but yeah that's pretty much uh my, my thoughts on that well, yeah that was a good conversation yeah, 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 we, yeah. we'll see we'll see where this goes um next stop is she-hulk so next stop is she-hulk and yeah we'll see what we have in store for our yeah our next our next episode maybe we'll review either the russo brothers the gray man movie or um if hopefully they show um the uh nope in andrew's area then we can probably watch that but for now this has been i want to talk movies my name is andy and i'm andrew see you guys next time